Hello, it's Wednesday, the 28th of February in the year of our Lord, 2024. Bit of a different news show today. Um, firstly, there's no Jason and Catherine. Secondly, I've been so busy with work and then we have been down some really deep rabbit holes today, myself and Christine. When I finish work uh, around 5.30, I got myself a cup of tea and then Christine and I have literally been non-stop non-stop for the last four and a half hours so what we have tonight is a cake watch and going back into the court papers that were filed on tuesday i think at the southern district of new york's federal court we did uh, 19 pages last night. We ended it where it said we'd start getting on to the children. So we're going to carry on with that. But we're going to start, as always, with Kate Watch. Wow, Christine, things are going crazy. Somebody, there was a tweet that somebody screenshotted what was trending, this was like earlier this morning, on Twitter, and it came back with um, Royal Family, Murder, Kate Middleton, Prince William, and Buckingham Palace. In that, I think it was in that order. Oh, it's very interesting that the-, the People way are picking up, no one, everyone was telling me I was mad. Everyone said, it was stupid. I got so much abuse from royal people. It was hilarious, like um, royal fans. Um, don't be so ridiculous. But you know what? Nobody, she's she, nobody's seen her. People are asking questions. William didn't turn up. And it was, it's not as if he had to travel to Greece for Constantine's funeral. Do you know what I mean? It's that was that was very strange. That's at the last minute. And they had to what's interesting though. So this was on Tisa. I've kind of had her on in the background earlier. And Tisa tells, go and look at her at YouTube. You know, she's she's kind of waking up as she's she's a, she's just a celebrity vlogger on YouTube, getting all the gossip. And what's interesting is she's starting to wake up. She was she's you know mentioned about Diddy with the Cassie lawsuit, and she couldn't believe the things she she was she's kind of starting to wake up. And she said the fact that they issued a statement that they made it clear that he was off nothing to do with the, the death of, um, what's his name, Kingston, Princess Michael of Kent's son-in-law, nothing to do with his sudden death, but they made a point of coming out and saying it. And Tisa came up with, what if William was partying and get, being drunk and getting on the the beak, you know, the, the white stuff, and mm -hmm. something wrong down there, an overdose, but and that's why all of a sudden he couldn't come. But why are they making a point of saying he's not there because of that? Do you know what I mean? Why did they need to say that? They could have just said he's emerged, there's been an emergency, he's had to pull out. Why did they need to add the statement For that it had nothing to do with death? Why do they need to deal? Why do they didn't need to say that he's pulled out for an emergency? Right. You know what I mean? 
it's you know they they could certainly cover much better than what they do and it's it's almost laughable at this point because everybody's on to them and and they you know a lie is a lie and you recognize it as such and the truth is the truth and you recognize it as such it's pretty obvious and i think i think today it's pretty obvious that there is something major going on with not only the royal family but the Rothschilds and everyone it seems in in this elite circle that we talk about so often they're not having a real great week they're just not off to a great start this week um but it is funny I mean it, it's kind of it's entertaining to watch it all it's like just sitting here watching the giants fall going wow and another one down and another one down and we've had a lot just this week. So yeah, interesting. It's 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 really weird. It's it. I just I don't get it. <laughs> so yeah, so in in the UK trending news, we've got Hunter Biden. This is at this moment. Hunter Biden. And did it do who else? Athens, which is the royal family, and Kate. So it's it's picking up people. Oh no, that was American. Sorry, that was in America. That was what was trending in America. Yay! Yeah, British royal family trending. Kate Middleton, Hunter Biden. That's what's happening in the UK. Oh, the Sussexes. So William, right? Oh, it's not William. Harry. Wait, that's Harry. Yeah. So that's interesting. So there hasn't been a site. They've come out and made that statement. What did you find out about the death? You tell me, what was his name? Is it James Kingston, is it? Or Alex Kingston? Oh, yeah. Hang on. I don't know where that was. You just said you found something on him. I did. I wish I still had it pulled up. Hold on. Let me see if I do. Let me see if I do. I think honestly, we've been so. I know. Today. I've got so many tabs open. You guys will have to forgive us because we've been deep diving into so many different subjects. Because one thing is linked to another and to another. So she turns left and goes down this hole, and I turn right and go down that hole. And we meet back in the middle, and it's been a wild day of research. But yes, I I'm do, just I while you're looking that. for that. While you're looking for that, I'm just going to say I found. Um, some photos, which was in Town and Country. Christine sent it to me. So if you, on the Town and Country article, it's her, kind of her last appearance. Um, and that was on Christmas Day. Right. And there's, she looks absolutely fine. The next picture there is of her of December the 8th. She looks absolutely fine. December the 5th absolutely fine and there was never any mention so the other thing is she she went into hospital for planned abdominal surgery well that night the previous night somebody caught on film a um convoy of black suvs coming out of kensington palace rushing i presume taking her to the hospital so it can't have been planned because she's not going to go in at like one o'clock in the morning. Right. They they caught that on camera. And as I say, you look at the photos of her the day before all this happened. 
She's walking around smiling, doesn't look like she's in pain. She's talking to people. She does look very skinny. She has lost ridiculous amount of weight. Right. And has she has she got the eating disorder? Has she got it really bad? That's what's made the, her collapse. But you wouldn't see her being able to walk around like that and then suddenly getting so weak and collapsing like that. I don't exactly. think. I don't. I don't know. Hmm. Are they covering it up because of what happened with Diana and all that? But why? Look at the time now. We're we're coming. Well, we're two months now. We're we're, we're it's the twenty eighth of February today. Last time she was seen was the twenty fifth of December. That's right. So yeah, it's been it's been over two months, and of course they're saying still that she will not be seen before March 31st. So what did they have planned between now and March? You know 31st? that's going to get put you know that's going to get pushed back. You uh, know. Of course it will. Yeah. Of course it will. So interesting. Well, another and thing, Carol Middleton. So what have you got? Well, I have a look just to see if there's any latest on Carol Middleton. What have yeah, you Yeah, let me tell you about well, Thomas Kingston. So he is the son-in-law of Prince uh and Princess Michael of Kent, and he had died at 45 years old yesterday. And it says, uh, I found this on True Social by, uh, it says, an interesting fact, Thomas Kingston, now the deceased husband to Queen Elizabeth's cousin, Lady Gabriella, used to date Princess Kate Middleton's younger sister, Pippa Middleton. He later married Lady Gabriella Windsor, who just so happened to collapse and faint as Queen Elizabeth's coffin arrived at Westminster Hall. If you remember, there was also a guard that fainted yeah. next to her coffin. And here's the fun part. The same day, both Charles and Kate were announced to be hospitalized for stomach issues. That's a whole lot of coincidences in that one little story. That's a whole lot of coincidences. And I think by this time, we all know there's no such thing as a coincidence. So everything's tied together and, and you can just see how this is the takedown of the royal guard i i think we are seeing it live and in person in front of our face i think that the white hats have got this they are taking them down i don't think there's any chance that we're going to see a lot of these people possibly ever again but you know we'll see how that goes so I've just put in Carol Middleton and I've got my search thing in um, for, in Spanish. So it's bringing me up all the Spanish articles and then I've, I've got to translate things. So the, it says one day ago, um, an article came up about um, Thomas Kingston and they're talking about his, his their wedding. And it was at, done at the same place as where Harry and Meghan got married. It was the same place that the mass was held yesterday for King Constantine of Greece. Wow. That's where, that's where him and the wife got married. And in attendance, there was 
Carol Middleton at that. So that's why she came up first. So they brought that article. So that's the first mention of Carol Middleton. I'm just going down to see if there is any more. Um, but most of it is saying Carol Middleton is very concerned, but she, she, she hasn't had a statement and there's been no photographs. Interesting. So Kate couldn't make it. He couldn't make it, but her mom made it. But that was at the wedding. That was at their wedding. It wasn't. It wasn't today. Oh, no, it wasn't. I'm sorry. Was, I'm sorry. I all I'm saying is that was at the first article that said that had come up today regarding okay. Kate Middleton. It was them talking about the wedding of Thomas Kingston. Okay. So um, there's one mm. more article here um carol middleton from yesterday where she's mentioned and that's just translating she says she says um so <laughs> bear with me guys this is a lot well it's not live but i'm not editing it out so you've just got to bear with me while we're getting this we've just got so much and, and it this just, is from gala magazine Okay. Gold magazine and oh no, maybe it's French. This Kate Middle still recovering this leak indiscretion about the state her state of health. Almost a month after her release from hospital, yeah, right. A close friend of the royal family gave some news on Kate Middleton's health um, in the Daily Mail. Oh, Chris. So basically, that I presume this is okay. So I personally think this is going to be the startings of her recovery being put back. She's not going to be back at Easter. This is where I presume this article's going. Right. So, um, do, 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 where are we? Okay. During her con uh, convalescence, Kate Middleton is not alone. First, the Princess of Wales can count on in the presence of her husband. <laughs> okay. Having put her obligation on hold for several weeks to stay at his bed to stay at his bedside her bedside I think they mean uh, but that's not all the mother of George Charlotte and Louis is also surrounded by her sister Pippa no she's not because she's had photo ops jumping off of boats in right. wherever right so that's a load of nonsense and her mother Carol well where's the photos uh, according to the words of a royal commentator to GB News Two women of the Middleton clan are doing everything to help Prince Williams. James, his um, her younger brother, they keep calling her his. This article is referring to Kate as his. Well, James, that's, that's younger what's brother. Kind of funny about what we saw earlier. Yeah, hmm. I wonder what Time the surgery is for. Just saying. Yeah, and the final paragraph, while daily support can be time-consuming, the Middletons were able to benefit from a lull during the last school holidays, and for good reason. The Princess of Wales, her husband, and their three children went to Sandringham. No, they didn't, though. They really didn't. You even had... they There was pictures of Camilla and Charles walking through Sandringham on a photo op, like, the day after William and Kate were supposed to be there. Right. So if they're going to have the photos taken, surely William and Kate with the children having a holiday, a half-term holiday would be present for those photographs. Wow. You know, it's absolute nonsense. And all these royalists who've 
I haven't had many actually. All I've had is I've had so many emails and messages in Facebook with stories about Kate. Danny Bamping for one is every morning I'm waking up and there's a message from Danny with some Kate info. So we are keeping on the lookout. Where the fuck is Kate? Nobody knows. Nobody's seen her. Everyone's looked in their garages and she's nowhere to be found. I checked under my so bed there, and in my closet. She was not in there. Not in Alabama. So if there is anybody who knows anyone who, one, works for the London Clinic, or two, there is a hospital in Windsor that I'm being told that somebody's informed me that's very near Buckingham Palace and they go there. And what's interesting, well, no, I, I don't know. It's major surgery, so she would probably do it. But the Queen would never go into hospital, really. The Queen would mainly have, they, you know, they'd have their own team of surgeons. I think they've got, they've actually got probably a theatre in Buckingham Palace. Hmm. You know, what the else Queen is interesting? Went to her, her bloody reptilian hmm. stuff. Hmm. That, was done at, that was never in a hospital. Yeah. Yeah, so if there's anybody that's working in those hospitals and has any information, it's a great time for whistleblowers to come forth. It is a wonderful time. It really is. Now is the time. And, and if you would like to not be known and you would like to do it through this, we would be happy to help you. Always so change your name. Yeah. Yep. Email us. We'll be happy to get the story out and you can remain anonymous to the public we need to vet a few things but uh, you know we we are open so yeah, yeah if yeah. anybody has any information on that what started out as a joke has actually turned in to more than conspiracy and a quite serious story at this at this point she is either dead she is in a coma one of the things that are going around really big today that i've seen is that she had um reconstructive surgery like to change sexes so i think it was interesting that that article was calling her his the whole time and we had seen another one just before doing the same thing so does someone know something they're just not willing to say out loud other than like that i don't know yeah. but that's interesting uh, it is yeah. so that's it for kate watch tonight um no one's seen her and we will be back with more tomorrow. Another right. that was really interesting that you and I were discussing earlier, may have been yesterday, last night, uh, was the all the people gathered right now in London. It seems that London is a hot spot right now for billionaire Burkle. Um, who else? I don't there? know. If Diddy was here. I don't know if he still is. I don't know if Diddy's still in London. I don't know, right. but he was. We, had, we know he had been. And yeah, there were there have been several, several people lately that are in the news very, very much and that also happen to be in London. So I found that interesting. I'll um, keep an eye on that. I yeah. think we need to get back to, we need to get back to the court case. Mm-hmm. The court case between um, Rodney Jones, Sean Coombs, Justin Dior Coombs, Ethiopia, Habitamba, whatever, Lucian Charles Grange, 
Christina Corom, uh, Chalice Recording Studios, Love Records, Motown Records, Universal Music Group, Coombs Global, another one to 10 of people we don't know who they are, and ABC Corporation. That was filed at the United States Federal Court Southern District. And the case number is 24-1457. Yes. So last night we got to page 19 where we met his chief of staff, which we've got so much more on. Um, we, we told you uh, the, the players, we told you the name of the players and what their roles were. And I think we should just nip over these players and their right. roles. We'll just give you their names now. Um, we're going to start, obviously, with um, Rodney, Little Rod, Rodney Jones. Um, you've got all his juice on. He he was a, 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 a music prodigy, a child prodigy, wasn't he? He was, yeah. So we're going to start this like we did yesterday to remind anyone watching, if you have children, uh, this is not the show for them. Yeah, yeah. And trigger warnings as well. Trigger. So it's listener discretion is advised. It really is. This this case literally comes with a trigger warning that says this document contains highly graphic information of a sexual nature, including sexual assault. Additionally, there are graphic images of the aftermath of a shooting, redacted images of sexual intercourse. Redacted images of minors, sex workers, and prostitutes, details of sex trafficking, and the illegal distribution of guns and drugs. So, the players involved that Lou just mentioned, of course, would be Rodney Jones, who is uh, Lil Rod, I think was his, his rap name, he grew up a gospel musician and producer and grew up in the church, Christian man. He had uh, a phone call from Diddy asking him to produce some songs on his love album. And so in order to do that, Diddy asked him to come stay with him and, you know, so they could work together. He this was in 2022, wasn't it? This was from That's September. Right. Yep. Okay. Correct. That is from September 22 to November 2023. So there were right. so months that he lived with Diddy. And, you know, we had covered um, the show with uh, Jonathan Audie and Diddy talking about how he also was pulled in to kind of live there, right? Like he, once you get in the house, you can't hardly get out, right? Like you, he makes you sign contracts. Absolutely. So in order, in order for Little Rod to produce that album, which is, you know, the money, you know, it's Diddy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, Diddy, the money he's going to earn, this is going to set him up, producer of Diddy's love album. And he this set him up, so he's gone for it. And he signed the contract. And part of that contract means that he has to live with Diddy until it's done. His whole focus has got to be only on the Love Album. And in order to do that, he has to do it at Diddy's recording studios and Diddy's, you know, in order, and also nothing gets leaked as well. So this would be in the contract that Little Rod signed, okay? Correct. Diddy, so... 
let's go on. We don't need to go right into it. We just, oh, you, yeah, well, let's talk about the case, what you're doing now and why he's taking this case. And then when we go through the defendants, we'll just give them a tiny little snippet of who right. they are, what, they, what relevance are. So you carry on with um, Little Rod. And here's just the who's who in all of this. Um, so basically that was it on Little Rod. Uh, just he went there and just, just, if we just say what, um, briefly, he's accusing these, the people. Jones, yeah, is accusing all of them basically of, of everything that, you know, the, the shooting, the sexual assault, the sex with minors, um, the prostitutes, the sex trafficking, illegal, the guns and drugs and spiking people's drinks and putting them in compromising situations and blackmailing them basically to get and traumatizing them. And oh, it is traumatizing. It is very traumatizing. Traumatizing just to read it. <laughs> it, it truly, it truly is. Um yeah, so Justin Combs is also included in this, which is Diddy's son. And uh, like you said, Ethiopia, Cabotram, Merriam, or whatever. She was the former CEO of Defender Motown Records. Um, Lucian Charles Grange was, is the CEO of Defendant Universal Music Group. Christina Karam is the chief of staff to Diddy, and basically that's his Ghislaine Maxwell. It's his handler. She procures whatever he needs. She's his PA. She does literally head of yeah. staff. She's in charge of, she's got her own team <laughs> that'll be in charge exactly. of certain areas. The food, who comes to the house, all Diddy's needs, it goes through her, basically. Everything goes through her. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also, also, we have listed um, on here, I'll just say Diddy is also known as um, Puff Daddy, Sean Coombs. Sean Coombs, uh, The right. rapper, record record executive. Um, you know, he's up there in the billionaire status now, along with Jay-Z. He's got links with um, uh, Clive Davis, who was obviously linked with Whitney Houston. Um, he's got links with the famous Ron Burkle. He's been on Epstein Island. Puff Daddy. That's, yeah. you know, that's what he was known as Puffy, now known as Diddy. So he's, we've he's had Justin Combs Global Enterprises. And through that company, he has several of his recording studios, all the ones that are mentioned in this, this yeah. uh, lawsuit. But he, you know, he also had beverage companies. He was in film, TV, music, media, fashion, fragrance. He did, I mean, he's got his hands in a lot of things. So he's got a lot of power. And what we're finding out is that he has, he has um, procured the right people to control the police force around him in multiple states multiple states and keep that in mind because it's gonna that's gonna matter um the one thing that we had you know we'd covered a lot yesterday as far as just kind of the what this is all about uh man so jones rodney jones 
he basically just I'm just recapping yesterday real quick. He was asked to produce nine songs for Diddy's Love album, had to live with Diddy, spent 13 months with him in L.A., New York, um, and Miami, and also in the U.S. Virgin Islands on a yacht that was um, procured by Combs. He witnessed, experienced, and endured a lot that is corroborated throughout witness testimonies, pictures, videos, and audio recordings. He has hundreds of hours of footage of Diddy and his staff and guests engaging in serious illegal activity, including ecstasy, co cocaine, GHB, ketamine, marijuana, mushrooms, displaying and distributing firearms, and lacing alcohol for minors and sex workers. So, I mean, this is just a taste. of He went out like he made... Um this guy where he'd make Cassie go out yeah. some, you know, with Jonathan Oddy to um, get the sex workers. And as you mentioned last night, they just walk into the clubs with a, a bad boy baseball cap and people know what they're looking for and they'll just go and they'll, you know, who wants to come and be in a free cough and, and they'll follow him. And he was he making said, him go out. He was right. it, it, in this case, as part of Mr. Jones's sex, work, sex worker recruitment tools, did he provide Jones with an exclusive bad boy baseball cap? That's all it needed. Do you know what I mean? And he would walk That's into good. the club. People would actually actually know. They know that that means that Sean's in town and everybody needs to go party. That's what that means. As soon as they he walks in, he doesn't have to say anything to anybody. He walks in, they see the hat. People start walking towards them. They leave. It's just like that. Yeah, yeah they've got right. it. So, so that's where we entire system, and everybody has a role to play, and they all know it. They all have yeah. a role to play, and they all know their role, and and they are playing it to the T. I'll tell you. So, and I just want to go over the last, um, the last um, paragraph of ninety-seven on page. 18 this last paragraph before we're going to get jump into 19 where we you know where it, we left off correct so on uh, paragraph 97 mr coombs would often switch up his approach you know to lure um to lure little rod into these sex games and free costs he would go from promising Jones, um, promising Jones the world, apartments, holidays, whatever he wanted, to threatening him with physical harm. And Mr. Coombs apparently uh, threatened to eat Mr. Jones's face and inform Mr. Jones that he is willing to kill his mother, Janice Coombs, if he must, in order to get what he wants. So he wouldn't think twice about killing Rodney Jones, little Rod. Exactly. So that this is what we're getting at, you know. Diddy, Diddy doesn't care here. about anybody. It's what he can get for his own sick pleasure. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go in. We've also got the girlfriend, Young Miami, um, is is mentioned, and the fact we're going to get into what his son Justin does right now. So, Christine, let's go through. We're now on. Page 20 of the documents filed on the 26th of February, 2024. Yes. I'll just read the title and then I'll let you take it away. 
Mr. Combs and James Combs solicits drugs and engages in illicit sex acts with minors and sex workers. Off you go. Yeah. So it's interesting that that he brings his son to the freak-offs because I'm sorry to have to put this puzzle piece together because it's more than my stomach can take. But we already knew from a previous report we had done that Janice, Diddy's mother, participates in the freak-offs with him. So now you have three generations. You've got grandma, dad, and son all doing this. It's just. I can't even. I just can't even with that. But that is their normal. As sick and twisted and demented and disgusting as that is, that is their normal. And literally, that's what was getting pushed in Rodney Jones's face every day for 13 months. So on or about July 2nd in California, Mr. Combs had a listening party at his home. Uh, They solicited sex workers. Five of those were under 16 years old. So he was also at this party was an an R&B artist who we don't know it's been redacted correct so he was he was at this party as well mm-hmm. with Justin Coombs and Diddy is that right yes that is correct yes and there were sex workers and underage girls carry on yes yes so they were all forced to drink daily on laced with ecstasy and Diddy took Jones's keys. He was getting so uncomfortable when the when the little girl showed up. He was like, "No, no, 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 I'm out." And Diddy wouldn't let him leave. And he he forcibly tried to leave. And Diddy took his keys and said, "You're not going anywhere." And then forced him to start taking shots. So immediately, he's taken some shots. He starts feeling very lightheaded. He passes out. He wakes up at 4 a.m. naked in bed with a sex worker. He is absolutely beside himself, is just like freaking out. He said, go ahead. I was just saying, you know, we said about the rapper that was also there that was redacted. Correct. Down at the bottom, and if anyone, you know, who's... He's a Grammy award-winning R&B singer who had trouble with law enforcement after assaulting Bahan billionaire. I tried to find that, and I couldn't R&B find anything on it. R&B rapper. Mm-hmm. Oh, who? He assaulted a it's it's B A J A N billionaire. Bahan billionaire, I guess. I don't know. I. I couldn't find anything on that. Okay. Carry on. You carry on and I'll just, I'm going to scroll through this. Yeah. Do see what you can find on your end on that yeah. one. So anyway, um, so he wakes up obviously, you know, distraught and, and just is absolutely beside himself. That was one incident. The next time or another time, um, 
one thing that Diddy would do was would be to use famous people or people that that Jones looked up to <clears throat> to groom him. He would call those people in to help groom him into a homosexual lifestyle lifestyle. And Jones was straight. He had zero interest in any of this, none of it. He just wanted to make the music. But anyway, so he Mr. Jones believes that Mr. Combs was grooming him to pass him off to his friends. And on the yacht, when they were in the U.S. Virgin Islands, Diddy brings Koopa Gooding Jr. on the yacht, goes into the studio with Mr. Jones, and sits there and, and introduces the two of them and says, you two need to get to know each other a little better. And then left them alone in this makeshift studio. But then he comes back to witness Cuba Gooding Jr. touching, groping, fondling Mr. Jones on his legs, his upper thigh, near his groin, the small of his back, his butt, his shoulders. And he finally has to push Cuba Gooding Jr. off of him and rejects him, but had to forcibly push him off to get away from that one. So throughout this entire time, Jones is under an implier, an implied work for hire agreement. So again, he can't go anywhere. He can't do anything. And he's not getting any money for any of this time until this whole thing is produced and it's done. So it, it just, it really became a major, uh, you know, a major thing for him, even financially. He, he couldn't get back to his family. He was missing things there. And he it's just, it was really messing with his head. So um, they failed to compensate him for his work. And as a result, the defendants were unjustly enriched at the expense of Mr. Jones is his claim. So I am moving on. I'm on page 24, I think. And we're about to get into the love album. So, one of the things that oh, is... I know who it is. I know who it is. Who is it? He assaulted a beige, a, a beige on, um billionaire, yeah? This rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Brown, who assaulted oh. Rihanna. Shut up. I've just put in Beijan billionaire. That's and the first thing is um, Rihanna Holmes, all the Beijan beauties investments. Chris Brown. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, carry on. Yeah, I want to go back up and read that part again. So, hey, hang on. I'm trying to find that page again. So, uh, present that was at on this party, present at that party. So, with the underage sex workers was Chris Rock. Chris, okay. Hmm. Chris Brown. Wow, Chris Brown. Oh, hey, hmm. that's interesting. So yeah. So okay, anyway. so now, what page are we on? Because I went off looking for the beige You're on billionaire. Okay. What I'm not sure because I'm doing this all on my notes. I have uh, right, okay. page page twenty one ish, twenty two somewhere. Okay, so on page twenty one, I've got all the photos with yeah. Diddy with an underage female. There's um an underage female there gyrating um there's a 
picture a sex worker. Justin Coombs there with an underage girl as well. And, and then, then, yeah, you've just mentioned about Cuban Junior. Yeah. And they've got screenshots of all this. They've got the videos. They have, I mean, all of this <laughs> is, it, there's no getting away from this. They, It's all recorded. It's not hearsay. You know, there's none of that. So that's the part of this that's going to, he's done. I mean, they are done. But anyway, let me get on. So okay. he had no compensation for the songs he had produced. Diddy finally offered him $29,000 for the 13 months that he went through all this torture and all this mess, thousands of hours of work, nine songs on his love album. And he said, no, he said, you know, at least $50,000 plus publishing and royalties. And Diddy said, no. I'm not going to give you an additional $21,000. Not doing it. So Jones went public. And that's what we're seeing now. And it's absolutely beautiful. And I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful that he did. But guess, you know, remember in the first report, I was talking about how Jones really looked up to Stevie J. And that was one of the people that Diddy used to bring in to groom him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He went public. Guess who came after him? Stevie really? J. Stevie J. But went others. after Little Rod. Went after Little Rod. Or, yeah. or did it? Yeah. Went after Little Rod wow. for for bringing all this public. Sure did. So it's kind of funny because you would think it was not only Stevie J. He also got it from Love Records, A and R, and DeForest Taylor. So all and he hasn't them. been paid, has he? He still hasn't been paid, no, I don't think. No, hadn't. Mm -mm. So according to Mr. Jones, Diddy is very forceful and demanding, does not take no for an answer, would often threaten to inflict bodily harm on him if he did not comply with his demands. And as we heard above, he literally had threatened to eat his face. So, I mean, you know, this is not... This is not a normal person. He also, while standing in, in Diddy's bathroom or bedroom, Jones was forced to watch as Diddy would play or display his guns and bragged about getting away with shooting people. Diddy told him that he was responsible for the shooting at the nightclub in New York City with rapper Shine. It was him. And he had J-Lo carry the gun in. So she passed him the gun after he got into the altercation with them. Diddy shot him, told everybody he didn't, walked out, and got away with it. And he's done it over and over and over. So Cassie talked about the gun that he would often make her carry the gun in her wallet, didn't she? Exactly. Didn't he? Exactly. Yes, exactly. And that's what he does. So he also has as his head of security Fahim Muhammad. This guy has the power to make people and problems disappear all day long, okay? He well, what is, about him? I don't know anything about him. He is so connected to the police in Miami, California, L.A. He Anywhere Diddy is, the police don't mess with him because of this guy. So he's even the one 
Muhammad was the one that spoke with the LAPD after G got shot in the bathroom. And they, he told him, it didn't occur here. It was outside the studio. You guys need to move on. And they did. They didn't even, I mean, nobody even went through it. Like, it was crazy. So they say that the LAPD spent hours in CRS after the shooting of G, yet there were no arrests. Mr. Jones witnessed them in the restroom, and there are pictures of that, but no arrests were made. The morning after the shooting, Jones and several others arrived, and the blood was still on the floor of the bathroom. Like, they didn't even, they did nothing. So, Diddy hired somebody to clean it up, and that was the end of it. That's it. That's literally how he handles business. So you can understand. I've, seen, I've, got, I've got a couple of things on here. I've just Googled his name. Okay. I his name. Black Father, this is from Essence. Do you know what? This bloody cookies, it just does my head in. I know. You can't just read an article. Nope. Right. I'm so getting there. I'm going to finally get there after all these pop-ups. Okay. Black Father... Gifts his son 40 acres of land for his 13th birthday. This was in April last, uh, 3rd of April last year. Um, Farhem Muhammad, an entrepreneur from LA, gifted the land in San Diego to his son, also named Fahim, for his 13th birthday and posted it online where it wow. went viral. He's the co-founder of Real Estate Investments Company says that he bought 190 acres of land in 2021 to get away from city life. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, mm. Muhammad's company, Cassis. Oh, sorry, Oasis Investment Group buys and rebuilds properties in the south side of Chicago. So this yeah. is another one to see if there's links with Burkle. Exactly. Hmm. Interesting. So this guy, what does he do for Diddy? He's security. <laughs> he is head of security. He looks he's he looks vile. He looks he looks scary. He clearly does. And it's just you know, if you could imagine though coming into this environment and it being completely unnatural to you but totally natural to the people in it, right? And it's so foreign to you and being caught up in all that and not having an out, not being able to leave. And, you know, I mean, that had to be torturous for him for so long. And then, I mean, realistically, it's just not something that you want to tell anybody right like you feel kind of like an idiot getting yourself stuck in that mess in the first place because you genuinely thought that something good was coming to you and it turns out you're in the middle of this satanic pit now that you can't get out of it had to have just been mind-numbing for jones you know so anyway i'm gonna go over i'm gonna because can i just can i just sorry just two seconds Sure. So I've just gone on to um, find something with him, right? Another article. I just went in and had to look. And it's come up of the trial of Michael Jackson. 
Mm. And he's here somewhere of Michael Jackson's death. Yeah. What do you got? Um, I don't know, yeah. Um, okay. What's his name? What's his name again? Fahim. Yeah. Here he is. Fahim Mohammed, Jackson's former security guard, testified about the scene at the singer's house when Murray discovered him unconscious. Michael Jackson's former security guard. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. And he was working, he, he was there the day the doctor found Jackson unconscious. Oh. Now that could be very interesting. Hey, couldn't it? Ooh. I kind of got a not good gut feeling on that. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Sorry, I just I chimed in with yeah. that. Hmm, hmm, hmm. So Diddy basically just wreaks havoc everywhere he goes. And Muhammad is basically there to make people disappear. So if this guy's sitting across the couch from you and Diddy tells you to drink this, you're probably going to drink it. You see where I'm going with that? Yeah, I yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I feel like he was literally being held against his will at this yeah. point and was unable to leave. And, yeah. and it gets, it gets, sometimes so much time has passed and you've tried everything you know, and I can see where things could escalate and, and you finally just start to bow to get through a day. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It yeah, may be yeah, yeah. if you don't feel it. So I can see how things can go south quick. He's just got to get through it, innit? He's just got to get He's to the end of the contract. He's just got to do it. You know, and this um, will change everything. Right. So what this okay. goes into at this point in this document, and I am down, I am, I'm many, many, many pages down because it's a bunch of legalese between here and where I am now. Um, I am on, it's 181, like if you can find yeah, that. Yeah, I've got it right I'll just go, I'm in one fifty. There is a lot of names of players here who I do want, and there's some pictures here. I, I would like to know who they are. Okay. Well, that's cool, and we can go through that. I can tell you this. The, the, the part of this case that's coming out and really jumping at me is that it's a RICO case, you guys, and every single person and every single corporation mentioned in this is being charged with RICO violations. That's mm. huge. That's I just huge. want to go over this bit because it's it's the links with Maxwell, and just, I think it's quite important. It is that yes, the it is. section where before we jump down to that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so we are here. Okay, so where are we? They're talking about the alcohol and them spiking the alcohol. Um, yeah. Defendant, okay, according to Mr. Jones, whenever Defendant Grange, that's Lucian Grange, visited uh, Diddy at his homes, it would be in the evening and he and Mr. Coombs would disappear for hours in Mr. Coombs's bedroom. The Defendant Grange sponsored and attended several Love Album listening parties at Mr. Coombs's house in LA. These parties were support, uh, sponsored by defendants 
MRLR and UMG. I'm not sure who MR and LR. Uh, Universal Music Group, sorry. Um, something Records and whatever, Love Records. These parties had sex workers and underage girls present. During these parties, Grange knew or should have known that Coombs was drugging the attendees through loose bottles of Dalione tequila and Ciroc vodka. Yeah. Um, so going on from there, um, Lil Rod also spoke of several former employees of Diddy's who witnessed the defendant quorum. So this is KK instruct her staff to lace champagne, De Leon and Chiroc liquor bottles with ecstasy and other illicit drugs. Mr. Jones recalls seeing defendant the Ethiopia woman visiting hmm. Mr. Coombs' home in Miami, Florida in LA, California. According to Little Rod, whenever defendant visited Mr. Coombs at his homes, it would be in the evening and she and Mr. Coombs would disappear for hours into Mr. Coombs' bedroom. According to Jones, defences visited Mr. Coombs at defendant's CRS. What's that? Um, CRS. Um, they um, oh, recorded on, what yeah. are they called? Chalice. Chalice recording studio. Um, the defendant sponsored and attended several love album listening parties at Mr. Combs' home in LA. These parties were sponsored by defendants uh, MRLR and Universal Music Group. As evidence above, these parties had sex workers and underage girls present. During the parties, defendant knew or should have known that Mr. Combs was drugging the attendees through loose bottles of De Leon, tequila and Chiroc vodka. As a sponsor of these events, defendant had a duty and obligation to ensure that sex workers and underage girls were not present and that Mr. Combs was not spiking the alcohol with date rape drugs. Yeah, this is part of the uh, legal we've been talking about. So basically, okay. you just repeat that same thing over and over and over. Yeah, 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 I get that. But I just want to make the references to how bad, because we're going to talk about these players in a minute. Yes. So we've yes. got um, KK is... You know, he was. This is what Lil Rod is saying. KK is the Jismaine Maxwell to um, Diddy, like she is to Jeffrey Epstein. Uh-huh. And um, they also said, according to Lil Rod, during the 13 months he lived and travelled with Mr. Coombs, he witnessed Mr. Coombs display and distribute guns from his bedroom closet in Miami, Florida, and LA. Uh, questionable in individuals dressed all in black. Um, the 13 months he lived and travelled with him, he also witnessed uh, KK order her assistance to keep Mr. Coombs high off uh, gummies and pills. Mm. Uh, KK required all employees from the butler, the chef, to housekeepers to walk around with a pouch or fanny pack filled with cocaine, GHB, ecstasy, marijuana, gummies, uh, a Tucci, a pink drug that is combined with ecstasy and coke. It was important to KK to have Mr. Coombs' drug of choice immediately ready when he asked for it. KK ordered sex workers and prostitutes for Mr. Coombs. She also ordered and distributed ecstasy, coke, GHB, caffeine, marijuana, mushrooms to Diddy and a celebrity guest who were present on his rented yacht and in his house in LA, New York and Miami. On multiple occasions, KK forced 
Rod to carry Mr. Combs' drug pouches against his will. As the chief of staff, KK was instrumental in organising and executing the RICO, is that what it says, the RICO enterprise? Right. Defender KK had the following individuals execute the following tasks for the RICO enterprise. Stevie J recruits sex workers and attends and participates in the freak-offs. Justin Coombs solicits prostitutes, underage girls and sex workers would engage in free cops. Brendan Paul, we need to have a look at this one, mm -hmm. works as Mr. Combs' mule. He acquires and distributes Mr. Combs' drugs and his guns. And they have recording of this and will provide it to the court. They've also got video of Mr. Coombs, Stevie J um, and Rod, Little Rod. At a strip party, Mr. Coombs is recording the video while coaching and training Plantive Jones how to recruit sex workers. And then we've got a load of listed names, which I think we're going to go back to, aren't we? Because we're going to dig into these names further and we'll have another show on that. Definitely. Uh, about we're going to do a deep. So, so this is going into the Rico stuff now with Christine. And then tomorrow we will come back and we will be doing the deep dives into the people that are photographed in this and mentioned. Yeah. Christine, over to you. So <clears throat> with this RICO also comes uh, quid pro quo, and they are talking about, you know, federal charges against these people. This is not a little case. This is not somebody got their feelings hurt and somebody's going to get their hands slapped. <clears throat> This is the end of Diddy and everybody that was involved in this. This is the end. It's it's like there's no way to walk away from this. No coming back from this, no. There's no coming back from this. There is no coming back from this. And and I think really um <laughs> they have spent a lot of pages saying that. <clears throat> they make it very clear how serious it is and how disgusted they are with with what's happened and it's i've read every word in this document at this at this point um and and the there is just an overwhelming amount of evidence there's it cannot be ignored you know and it was evidence that diddy gave he's the one that did it like and I love that because it's almost like you're seeing them hang themselves. We're not even having to do it. You're they were so sure of themselves. They were making people yes. film, film oh. them committing, committing crimes. They, that's how they sure that they were untouchable. They took joy in knowing they could kill anyone. They could take any drug. They could have sex with anyone or anything they wanted at any time in front of anybody they want to. And nobody can do a thing about it because they are the almighty, all powerful. They are gods. That's what it's all about. And I'm here to tell you, those gods with a little G, I'll just call them giants. They are going to fall so hard. And we're seeing it right now in front of our face and it is glorious i'm so excited so when it comes to rico charges and this kind of thing this is not 
you know, it, just it's go just, over what Rico is. Just go over what Rico is. Um, for these are racketeering his... charges. Racketeering. This is human trafficking charges coming against them. This is drug charges coming against them. This is uh, weapons charges. This is everything that they have done tied into a beautiful word called racketeering. And it's everything they've done tied into that one thing. And it is, let me see if I can find this. It is reckless disregard of the fact and should have known. I'm just, I'm picking up a sentence here. Uh, that it's obstruction and violation of 18 U.S.C. 159.1d would directly and proximately lead to unlawful, coercive, commercial sex acts by Mr. Combe with men like Plaintiff Jones, young men, women, and young girls. And so it's talking about how Diddy caused serious harm to Jones including, without limitation, physical, psychological, financial, and reputational harm that he can never get back. And it's just, they, you know, they're going to hold them. I, I feel like we're going to see the turnaround, and I think this is going to bring everybody connected down with him. And I have a feeling it's probably all going to happen at one time. I'm not sure how that works yet, but I, if they're talking racketeering, we know that there are so many indictments out there that have been sealed for years, and we're expecting those to be unsealed any minute, right? Boom! Wouldn't it be all just awesome if this was the little spark that starts that fire? What is so weird, right? And this is why I think maybe it's already happened. Maybe he's already gone down. That's why all these papers are coming out to the people. Maybe it's already happened. And maybe that's why he didn't shut this case down before. His lawyers didn't come in and get this settled and let this happen. Correct. Do you know what I mean? It's just I weird. He knew this was going on while the Cassie case was going on. You know, this is only a few months ago. They exactly. were fully aware. Diddy was fully, fully aware that Cassie was taking this case and he was still doing it. He was still putting himself on film, even though there were a number of rappers. There was all the there was all the talk anyway about him. And there yeah. was all that you knew he'd gone to Epstein Island. We know he'd been pictured with Rachel Chandler. So the, the talk was and everybody kind of knew it. So why has he got it? Why has he let it get to this? Because now the courts have got all of this statement. The police okay. have to get involved in the FBI, surely now. And right. as we say, this is all undeniable. Why has he let that happen? Why has his lawyers let that happen? All I can think is that it's already happened. And he said, if he goes, everyone goes with him. That's right. That's Unless right. they're all gone anyway. We're just watching the movie. We're just watching I the aftermath. watching the movie. I, I do. I, I do. And that's what I think with the royal family. Well, we said that already. That's yeah, what's going on with the think, family. And that's what I'm saying. I think you're seeing the destruction of the old guard in in music, in Hollywood, in the royal family. Every despicable place. On Everybody every Education, the WEF, the WHO, the whole thing. 
The whole thing is falling. The Rothschilds. When you don't see the stuff with the education, it's still getting worse here, and the immigration. This is my main concern, this immigration issue. But that's that's a story for another day. Let's yeah. focus on did. Let me, and these let me papers. finish this one thing, and then that'll be all I've got on this. And it is, I'm at number 322, which is at the very end of this document. Okay. On page 66, if that helps. It okay. says, um, there's a well-documented history of criminal investigations against Diddy and all the other defendants. So they have been investigated a lot. So if yeah. that's telling you they've been watching them for a long time. I personally think that this was all set up to trap all of these people that think they were above the law, that they have sent people in to witness this. Somebody's been brave enough to go. Thank you, Mr. John. I don't know. I don't think that I don't think this little rod was in there. I generally thought he thought he was doing something for, no, I, that, think for that, I think no, that's no. legit. I think he, yeah, no, I'm with you. But I mean, thank you. Thank you for bringing this to the public's attention because yeah. here we are now. And well, this just says it. It says, um, let's see, they were all on notice of Mr. Combs' proclivity to criminal activity. Talking about everyone that's been mentioned in this lawsuit. They knew or should have known that Mr. Combs' sex trafficking operation would or could result in a crim criminal investigation by state and federal prosecutors for violating, among other laws, the TVPA. Defendants of Lucian Charles Grange, and then it just it, it just mentions them all again. They should have taken a cue from the federal prosecutor's arrest and prosecution of Jeffrey Epstein on or about July 8th, 2019. On or about that date, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York indicted Epstein and unnamed associates for violating the TVPA. Later on, about June 29th, 2020, the same office indicted Epstein's co-conspirator, Ghislaine Maxwell, for conspiracy to entice victims to travel to be abused by Epstein. Mr. Combs and his defendants, and it specifically says Coram and her direct reports, Brendan Paul, Frankie Santella, and Moy Bon, all engaged in the same activities as Mr. Epstein and Miss Maxwell. In fact, Mr. Combs' defendants and her direct reports that they just mentioned may have done worse. So in this case itself, it states this could be worse than the Epstein-Maxwell case. Yeah. Because look at all these young rappers we've been looking at. Look at all these people that it, that Diddy's brought in. How many times has this happened, and to how many people? Looking, I'm. What happened I just, to Britney Spears? Oh my gosh, this is where we need to get to. We need to just talk about this. What we just found. So yeah. I was just going to back to um, it's paragraph one six seven on page thirty eight. Mr. Coombs is allowed to wreak havoc 
While living and traveling with Mr. Coombs, Mr. Jones discovered that Mr. Coombs had hidden cameras in every room of his house, just like Epstein. Mr. Jones believes that Mr. Coombs has recordings of defendant Lucian Charles Grange, Ethiopia, as well as other celebrities, music label executives, politicians, and athletes, just like Epstein. I said this, didn't I? I said this is going to be as big as Epstein, yeah. if not. Yeah. One information yeah. and belief. These individuals were recorded without their knowledge and consent, as is in this case with the homosexual sex tape of Stevie J that Mr. Coombs provided to Mr. Jones. Mr. Coombs possesses compromising footage of every person that has attended his freak-off parties and his house parties. Upon information and belief, due to this treasure trove of evidence he has in his possession, Mr. Coombs believes that he is above the law and is untouchable, just like Epstein. Upon information and belief, Mr. Coombe employs Jose Cruz as an IT director. Mm -hmm. This writer has spoken of several former employees of Mr. So Stevie, sorry, um, Little Rod has spoken to several former employees of Mr. Coombe's who confirmed that Jose Cruz is the gatekeeper to all of Mr. Coombe's recordings. Yes. Information and belief, Jose Cruz intentionally hides behind the scenes and from social media and the internet due to all of the incriminating acts he was required to record for Mr. Coombs. So, very. Let's talk about him first before we get on to um, Green or when I, we need to talk, see where she's mentioned. So, this Jose. Cruz, Jose Cruz, and it's actually Jose de la Cruz. But yes. that's by the bar. That that's was actually really interesting. Before we even dig on him or talk about that, when we started to dig on him, and of course she's digging in the UK, I'm digging in the States. And it's often when we do that, we'll come on like this <laughs> and talk to each other while we're digging because she won't be able to open something, but I may on this side and vice versa. So we, we can usually get a little deeper together. <clears throat> but this guy does not want to be what? found. <laughs> this guy. So I found him on um, Linktree. And I found him off of um, Coombs Global Enterprise, which is the main company, you know, that umbrellas all of other, excuse me, all of his other companies. So he is down there as head of tech, I think. I'll just get his link tree back up. Yeah, Jose Cruz. So his position, he's the I, sorry, bear with me. Um, IT director. Where is he? I'm just trying to find where is his actual role. He is, the IT management solution. That's what he is. That's mm -hmm. what he does. He's worked for the Marriott Hotel. He's worked as a system analyst, a technician, information technology. And he now works for Coombs Global Enterprises. Yeah. I'm looking at, it's the wrong one. I'm, it's the wrong Jose Cruz I'm looking at. I do apologize. Oh dear, wait a sec. This guy was so hard to find. He was, he was. Um, He's in, I think he's in Georgia. I think the only thing we had on him was that one website 
that was Jay Dela Cruz. I found somebody. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, hang on. I'm just uh, just getting him up now. Da -da -da -da. One associate member. There we go. So, no, that's Lisa Cruz. Why does he come? He's vanished. Why can't I find him now? Yeah, the only place I could find him anywhere was that Jay. Just I the, sent you a screenshot of him though, didn't I? I yeah, sent you a screenshot of that. Let me go back. Let me see if it's on another page. I might have. Jose De La Cruz, wasn't it? Yes. And he was he was working for. Um... There he is. There he is. You had you found his Instagram, maybe. That's what it was. No, I've I got it. I did definitely find him. Definitely. I'll find. Hang on. I will. I will pause this in a minute because I just want to put it in because I know I saw him on here because that's how I got his Instagram. The picture again. Okay. Yeah. Well, while you're looking at that, um, Robin Green. Anyway, sorry, Jose Dela Cruz is the senior manager and tech and operations manager for Coombs Global Enterprises. And he's worked there from January 2022 to present. Prior to that, he was the manager of just the IT and operations, not senior manager. Um, and that was from 20, 2017. He was also manager of tech and operations for Bad Boy Entertainment and also IT administrator for GRB Entertainment. Hmm. So that's who he is. I've tried finding him. Um, I found somebody on Instagram that could be him. We're not sure. But the, whoever this guy is we found on Instagram doesn't want to be found anywhere else because I looked up Jose De La Cruz IT and I got put to a Jose De La Cruz. Could possibly be him. He's very, very elusive, though. There's nothing else there. Well, that's what's so bizarre, because even in the legal document, it lists his name, Jose Cruz. No De La. There's none of that in there. Which is weird, because normally they do use more legalistic, you know, legal names. So I was like, that's weird. So even what you can find on him is not under the name listed here. And that alone to us was weird, you know. Yeah. But there's, the whole thing is kind of odd. Then you get the accountant, right? Robin Greenhill. My goodness me. Okay, now if you look at the document under 197, that's where you'll find her story. Okay. This Do is you want to read that? You read you read her story. So okay. this is a name that's come up. What was Robin, the name again? Robin Greenhill. She's the accountant for Diddy oh, that would ensure the wiring, fund transfers, or cash payments to sex workers. Frankie Santella, Moy Bon, Brendan Paul, and KK would also be responsible for ensuring payment to sex workers in cash. Young Miami, Jade, and Daphne Joy were paid a monthly fee to work as Mr. Combs' sex workers and received payment via wire transfers from Robin Greenhill. 
which outlined defendants' ongoing criminal operation. This is how they're able to get them on racketeering because they wired money. They transferred funds and they had cash payments to the sex workers. So it's kind of beautiful. Thanks, Robin. Great job with your accounting skills. We we well, certainly you're not appreciate that. Well, we just, everyone's going to everyone's going to jaws drop when I tell you who this Robin Greenhill is. Oh, do tell! This yeah. is so brilliant. She is part <clears throat> of a company called TriStar. TriStar is owned by Robin Greenhill and a lady called Lou Taylor. Lou Taylor is the lady who pushes celebrities into um, conservatorships. She is the woman behind Britney Spears' conservatism, and she has done it from the start. She was the one who approached the parents and suggested what they were doing. She took over everything to do with Britney during that time. Britney herself called her that she is like Satan, Lou Work, Lou Taylor. Everybody mm-hmm. calls her Lou Taylor. Many others have been un- under conservatorship of Lou Taylor. And this Robin Greenhill is Lou, T- um, Lou Taylor's business partner. Exactly. And see, when I keep saying it's always the same people, they're all connected. It's always the same players. The The deeper you dive, eventually, if you keep digging, you'll find Hillary Clinton, Podesta. You'll find all the same. You'll find all of them in the same thing. It may be under a Diddy umbrella for this, and it may be under an Epstein umbrella for this. It may be under HRC for this or the Clinton Foundation or whatever. But it's always the same exact things the same depravity and they're getting rich off sexually abusing killing and eating our children that's that's where it boils that's what it boils down to in a nutshell game that's how sick the game is and you pay to watch them you pay to buy their music you idolize them Think about this, people. I think a lot of people who listen to this show actually don't. No, they're but all I'm very, saying. very away. But you, you know, think about all of us ten years ago. Ten years ago, everybody yeah. had a favorite musician. Everybody had a favorite actor. Everybody, you know. But do you remember that I did? A, I did a thing, one of those games on Facebook, and it was what was what was number one on your birthday when you were whatever age. And right. it came back in puff, daddy. Oh every breath, every no, what was it? Every breath you take, that one. Oh yeah, watching you, that one that he did. He did it for um, Biggie Please. Small. That he, that, oh god, diddy, yeah. diddy, 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 diddy. <laughs> oh diddy, we just can't. Get oh dear. Diddy. But we and, haven't and- made mention of Ron Burkle through this as of yet, have we? Well, you know, but this is the, this is, we're getting there because we have found two real estate connections and you know, he will be involved in that. So that was interesting also. 
we're probably going to need a little more time to dig on most of these names because yeah, we started names. kind of on KK and KK's yeah. just KK, as I say, he, she's chief of staff. She's involved with the procuring. We're going to go and dig into her. I've had a look. Her Instagram is private. Um, she's made that private. I will go back on the Wayback Machine and see if I can see any there. Somebody, oh, didn't you say she was on Facebook and she was linked yes. to what you found? She was she friends with Ron Burkle. I don't know. Well, I saw Ron Burkle on there. I just did a search for him and found that he was actually on Facebook too. And I'm like, that's funny. I wonder that's if it funny. really is him. Or so, I wonder if it really uh, I think is him. it's legitimately him on that one because she, I think I found the tie there and that's how I did that. But I don't know and I would have to go back and I've moved and I'm I don't have it up in front of me so I don't want to commit to that yet but I do believe we're going to find some connections the other thing that I I think was so funny you and I were talking earlier about just how all of this right it's all happening at the same time it's like there's this whirlwind of justice that has finally kicked up and you can feel it. You can feel it in the air that that you thought you were going to get away with this this whole time. But no more. No more. I think everything is shifting. And I, I genuinely expect this to go our way. And I expect justice. I don't see how. I don't see how anybody walks away from this one. There's just too much. Oh dear. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch them all go down. But at the Is same time. really Ron Burkle? It looked just... See, I'm looking at the photo. I'm looking at the photo and that doesn't look like Ron Burkle. Oh, hang on. It's, are you under Ron or Ronald? Ronald. Yeah, but I think this is way old, and there's no post. Oh yeah, maybe he's very young. There. Yeah, well, he hasn't, he hasn't posted there. The pictures are from 2016, so they're from way. So maybe. That's why I was like, I don't want to commit to anything on that because I hadn't, I didn't have a chance to really. It looks. Almost, have a look at it looks almost like somebody tried to hold a page for him. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're through. right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, you're right, definitely. That's wild. So, have we got anything else on this at the moment? I will go and have a quick look and we'll see um, what I could just to see if there is any update. I just um, think and what any be, more new? Yeah, I just think it's going to be real interesting to see uh, when we start digging on some of these other names. These, these, this Brendan Paul and some of these other names that are just kind of coming up. I would like to just really deep dive into some of that and see what all we find. This Frankie Santella is jumping at me for some reason. Brendan Paul is jumping at me. And so, yeah, I I think we've got a few to really dive on. But um, it's very interesting. And, and that basically takes you through the Diddy document itself. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be more that we will cover and and that we can dig a little a little deeper on, but again, it's 77 pages and we don't want to overwhelm anybody. We just want to kind of take bite sized pieces and give it to you as we go. Yeah, exactly. 
So yeah, digest that. Let us know if you hear anything of Kate. You can email me at lou at libertytactics.co.uk. If there's anything for Christine, I've got to go and fit. I fiddled around. I think I fiddled around too much on the back end of the website and I really don't know what I'm doing. So I'm going to go back in there and try and get Christine's email up. Um, yeah. But anything for Christine, you can um, email it to info at libertytactics.co.uk and just put in Christine. If you've got anything on Kate, if you know any more about the Diddy stuff, um, anything to do with what's going on with the children, that's at our forefront. Um, don't forget Public Child Protection Wales. Catherine's blog, um, Catherine's blog is um, exposingthelie.info and obviously us here at libertytactics.co.uk. We will be back tomorrow with a proper news show um, with other stories other than Kate Watch and Diddy. And um, I don't think there's anything else, is there, Christine? I think that's it. That's it. God bless you all. And we will be back tomorrow. I don't know how much of a video I'm going to be able to do tonight, uh, but I will get a video out. So um, watch this space. That's it. God bless. God bless you guys. Have a great night.